Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Um, my name is Ashlyn and I'm feeling rather intrigued by my last day on Earth. I feel like that's a feeling that makes sense. Yeah, well, I just think if you know that you've only got a limited number of hours and like thinking about all the things that I would use that time for. It is intriguing, isn't it? Like it is, not yet. Figuring out what you do with that time. If you actually knew that that was that was your last day. Are you quite like an inquisitive person generally? Like, do you ponder on stuff a lot? Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of people tell me I overthink things. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a nice way to be nice it. about it. <laughs> um, often, someone will be talking, and I'll go, "I'm really sorry. Can you just repeat the last two minutes?" Because I was off in my head, having my own little thought process about something. It's a nice place to be. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's not very nice, right? Today, I feel already like it's going to be a really special episode. I'm really excited. First of all, we've been trying to get this down for ever years. Yes, <laughs> so long. Yeah. <laughs> it so, feels so like long. years. Um, but also because I feel like usually guests come on and they're really excited, you know, to meet Rochelle and I because we're just such great people yeah, but yeah, today yeah. today is the opposite today i feel like we're the fangirls and we're just like this is amazing like <laughs> we are actually talking to people that we really admire that sounds really wrong we admire everyone that's come on the show so far <laughs> yeah, we love you all <laughs> oh no listen i don't, don't care about their feelings. opinions Keep getting, <laughs> i love the compliments from my own personal point of view you know? we are here to massage egos <laughs> yeah so but literally we've been trying for yeah. i'm gonna say the best part of a year to get like to figure out like how to shoot yeah. our shots as little fangirls and and then once you were like yes we're like huh right I, now we actually need I, to make it happen i think it's mad that people would say that they're a fan of my of me you know what i mean it's mad isn't it <laughs> come on so i've been following you for two years maybe on twitter at least oh wow um, but then two years ago, like this podcast didn't even exist. And yeah. so I didn't, obviously. Two, didn't even two years ago, it. my art career didn't exist. So, you know, same these. Right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but then all of a sudden. How mad like, is that? You yeah. just like, it, it just exploded, right? Yeah. I mean, from my, from my point of view, at least. Oh, absolutely. Because if you've been following me for, for a couple of years, then you were definitely there pre-playing cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which. Yeah. Yeah, that was just me um, drawing for fun, basically. I mean, mm. it's I still do, but obviously there's an added element of like, oh, this is <laughs> this might be a thing that people then buy, which yeah. puts a different spin on it. But yeah, it was weird. So for those of you, those of you who don't know, um, do you want to tell everyone what it is that you do? Um, yeah, so I am. I can officially say I'm an artist. Oh, it's great! It's great. I, I, I honestly can't 
tell this story enough because it just makes me so happy. Like, so I was working as a nanny in lockdown, pre-lockdown when I moved, uh, so I'm based in Edinburgh, I moved to Edinburgh for this nannying job. And um, obviously lots of people had different lockdown struggles for various reasons, but being trapped in your literal workplace is um, quite a strange experience. And obviously the kids weren't at school. So I went from doing like six hours a day to sort of um, 12, 13, 14 hours a day. And then even my weekends, which is like my time off, like we weren't allowed to leave the house. We weren't allowed to like go out and do stuff. So I'm just stuck in the same place that I work all week. And I just, yep, that'll be the bird. I don't know if you can hear him (laughs) flapping his wings. (laughs) I'm very sorry. I love it. Um, Yeah, I just thought I need a little project to take my mind off things. Um, And I... had a friend who had done uh who had drawn tarot cards and I thought yeah I'll do a version of that playing cards what what um, what was I right into at the moment like comedy I'd gotten really big back into comedy specifically with everything going like live streaming going online and got like fell back in love with it it was a really good outlet for like you know people who were bored and frustrated and with everything going on and I just thought that would be a nice little way of showing my appreciation, like putting little like, drawings out of comedians and whatever. Genuinely didn't think it would take off the way it did. And then a few months later, I've got a Kickstarter that's made like <laughs> nearly £14,000 for comedy playing cards. And it was like uh, some crazy, crazy thing. Uh, handed in my notice, left the nanny job and moved in with a friend and... Uh, yeah so now I'm just an artist (laughs) I love it I literally love it and it's obviously it's not just comedians because Adrian likes to give me lots of recommendations most of which I ignore (laughs) I've had a browse at your things um because annoying friend um like I think one of the things that me and Adrian have in common there are many other than the podcast um is like art and illustration he's good at it and I just like looking at it let's be fair the skill level is much lower when it comes to me um but I've definitely spied on your Instagram like I'm I hate saying it out loud but I'm definitely a huge Hamill fan and I've definitely seen a couple of familiar faces like other than comedians um and I was just like oh I love it when things go well for just nice people well thank you is it still it still feels ridiculous when I talk about it and when I tell people about it like yeah I, I, I don't know it, I honestly don't have the words for it really a lot of the time it was it was just this cool thing of like I know that well the whole Molly May thing's kicked off about oh everyone's got the same 24 hours in a day <laughs> and I know it's not just you know there is luck to it there's lots of uh I was gonna say extenuating circumstances I don't know if those are words that sounds very um like the sort of thing a teacher would say to me, but you know, like <laughs> I know there's more to it than just like working hard and expecting yeah. a mm-hmm. talent and whatever, you know, but um, it did feel like all that paid off. I guess you're still very much in the middle or in the midst of it, but any big middle plans of the deck. coming up in the middle of the deck? So, oh, an exclusive, if you like, it's not really an exclusive. I just haven't told anyone. <laughs> Um, so I, am, I obviously am doing the 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 rest of the second deck and seeing how that goes. Mm. I want to. Um, I've had this idea for a while now, 
and I just need to actually get on and do it and see if it would work of like, you know, you get all those books that are like 50 empowering women and like badass stories for girls yes. and like that sort of thing. And they're like little biographies of, you know, like Michelle Obama and whoever else. And I really want to do one of those, but with famous non-binary people, because it feels like there's a real gap where that's not, uh, I've, from my Googling, there's nothing mm -hmm. like that that is sort of widely available. And it feels like it's the right time right, and right. that there's a market for it. And that mm -hmm. there are a lot of younger parents now who are probably about my age who are sort of progressive enough to be wanting to share that kind of thing with their, with young, with their kids. Right. Mm. Or, um, or in even younger kids who are non-binary, who might want to be sharing it with older family members or whatever. And I think just having, there's enough high profile people like Sam Smith and Demi Lovato and JVM from Queer Eye and like so many drag race stars that to be able to put together a whole collection and not just of like people in the entertainment industry, but like non-binary politicians and academics and everything to be able to say like, look, here's a thing and it's valid and you can be successful in any area as a non-binary person. Um, I think that would be a really, really cool idea. And obviously I could do the illustrations and stuff so my idea for a while has been yeah get some sketches done like come up with some different ideas of artwork of people and like a couple of little mini biographies and like send it off to to publishers I don't know what I'm doing I've, li I've literally got no idea about how books work but you know <laughs> like you open them and read them other than that yeah. I know nothing yeah I, I assume what happens is I just sort of do some drawings and send them off to a, a book to guy a and he goes yeah we'll give you all this money for it and hey presto here's your book <laughs> I love that also um, I think that's such a cool idea because I think you're right and as soon as you mentioned it I was like yeah whenever my friends have had kids recently I've been like oh, actually let me get you this book so that they can feel all empowered and they can read them like really cute stories and then I'm like yeah it's always for boys for girls marvelous women and yeah actually as a point of inclusion there definitely is a gap there whether it is for children or actually just for people stepping into themselves who have yeah like realized who they are and want to be able to read a book that isn't about cis people yeah. I love that idea <laughs> I thank really you. I love that. I think that's an amazing idea. Love oh, thanks so much. So much. I, I hope yeah. I hope it is um that some big big person in charge would have the same thoughts, but I mean, you never know, do you? So hey. that's that's the next big thing that I really want to work on. Um yeah, once the once the playing cards out of the way, probably get them done first and then um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, that's my next, that's my next big plan. And then I I'll love that. Really Amazing. That will keep me busy for a while. Um, we, I think we decided today, um, my wife and I, we decided that we're not going to buy any more Peppa Pig books. Oh, yeah. All I'm saying is, if you were planning on going to Peppa Pig well anytime soon, maybe do some research beforehand. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and read up on Peppa Pig and her uh, <laughs> ideologies and whatnot. Are you um, any thoughts on um, Paw Patrol? Do you know what? This is the top level content that I am here for. <laughs> Look, Paw Patrol, I, I know, because I used to babysit for a little two-year-old. So, you know, I can I talk about Marshall and Chase. And 
I do love a bit of Paw Patrol. I've never understood, though, why um, Chase gets invited on all the adventures. And then it's it's always Chase and then somebody else. But Chase always has to be there. And I never understood that. Why, yeah, and why also... Why always the, have to be there? Yeah, I don't know. He's like, he's got main character syndrome, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like so, I need to start watching. Before I watch the US office, I'll, I'll start on <laughs> Paw Patrol. Yeah, yeah, get, get Paw Patrol out of the way first. Listen. All 27 seasons of Paw Patrol. <laughs> yeah, you and, say that, but the, the great thing is, the episodes are only like, what, seven minutes or something? Yeah, so, they're know. really short. They're it's really more short. just to wind Adrian up of all the recommendations he gives me. I'll put anything before the US office. She still hasn't watched the, the US office, and I find <laughs> that really, like... At this point, I just find it offensive. Um, bad news. Neither of yes. us. Oh. Yes. <laughs> My favorite I've watched, thing is I've watched clips. I've watched bits of it. But... Exactly as has everyone. And like, right. I've, I can't even say that I've seen enough of it to get on board with the memes. I just send them, and I know it's from the US office, and I have no context, and I love it, and other people hate it. <laughs> we are going to let you know how, at least, your version of the world ends in a second. Um, but before we do. We have been asking our guests this season to give us um, 30 second stories to shock us, make us laugh, horrify us, embarrass us, whatever it may be. I mean, not embarrass us, embarrass yourself. (laughs) Yeah, either or, either or, either works. Um, The catch is that you only have 30 seconds. At the end of 30 seconds, we will abruptly... um, Tell you to stop. Cut you off, yeah. We're really good at it. We've practiced. Uh, Surprisingly, yeah, we don't have a problem with cutting people off. Um, And then we will rate your story out of 10. And now over to Carmelita for a rundown of how this is actually going to work. Yes, thank you, you handsome, handsome devil. So, each guest will tell a story in 30 seconds. Rochelle and Adrian will rate each story out of 10. All guests will go on a leaderboard and at the end of the season, the top 5 rated guests will fight it out on the social medias for their chance to win their very own Last Day on Earth t-shirt. Best of luck to our guests and back to you in the studio. Okay, in three, two, (laughs) one, go. Okay, so I was drawing 26 pictures of the comedian Mark Watson for a 26 hour long comedy show that he was doing for charity. And then long story short, by the end of the show, I was on an exercise bike at the side of the stage. Um, Adam Hills from The Last Leg had come on stage and was auctioning off my drawings. And one of them sold for 500 euros to a professional wrestler who was at the back of the audience. You did that in 25 seconds and I'm still so confused. Yeah, I'm I'm that's good. I I like confused, I think. That's a lot to unpack. A lot of, I mean, a lot of name drops there by the way. <laughs> oh, I loved it. <laughs> Love a name drop. <laughs> so I know who they were. Did you know the wrestler's name? Is it like his wrestle name? Oh no, I probably could if I went and googled it. It was called Jake something or J- yeah, he so he'd he'd been there at the beginning of the show. He'd flung Mark Watson around a little bit, d- done some wrestling moves. Um yeah, picked him up upside down and I don't know, did some stuff. Went off. I'm sure he like I might be making this up to try and I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure he left in the middle of the show to actually like fly somewhere else and do a match, which was why he had euros instead of pounds. <laughs> 
came back for the last few hours. I don't think he knew what was going on. Um, and, and they're going, okay, who's going to pay for this one? 20 pounds, 25 pounds. And he just shouts out, I've got 500 euros. And everyone thought it was a joke until he literally walked down from the balcony and up to the stage and like dropped the actual money on the floor and was like, will you take euros? Is that okay? In his little lycra pants. In his, in his lycra. I love the fact he didn't even put some sweatpants on. Yeah, no, not at all. I absolutely love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, have that that I love that track. Maybe it's just scene setting. I'm like, you set the scene and I fully understood. Nothing more <laughs> like, you could have given me. It definitely feels like a scene from like a French movie. <laughs> like just an auctioneer and then someone just on an exercise bike and then in comes a wrestler throws 500 euros like i love that <laughs> you, i love that you've made my life sound very cultured no you know what it feels like a weird little silent movie <laughs> silent like movie. a silent movie where nothing yeah. makes sense where there's a dog that only walks in its hind legs and wears a bowler hat like, it was all in black and white <laughs> oh, okay. I love the fact for a while I was like, wait, really? Like, honestly, I'm so gullible. I shouldn't be allowed. Um, um, in case you haven't guessed, I'm I'm a straight five. Yeah, straight five, absolutely. Straight five. Uh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine? <laughs> wait, is this out of five or is this out of ten? Um, out of it's ten. two. It's two five. So you've got you've got oh, ten. Oh, this is great. Great. You imagine. I didn't want to get that's a great story. Half marks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know how strict judges you are, so you know. Um. I'm quite, I'm, if season one is anything to go by, I am a reasonable marker and Adrian doesn't like hurting people's feelings. So gave nearly everyone a five. Oh, cool. Okay. okay. Except for on this occasion. Um, season two, he's been better. I, yeah. I didn't care about your feelings. I just was really impressed by the story. Oh, great. I mean, great. that sounds, that sounds really bad. No, no, <laughs> I no, didn't no, care no. about your feelings. <laughs> it's just, you know, like I was also very impressed by the whole no, that was a great Tim, story. Tim Burton-esque silent movie that was going on. <laughs> Are you ready to find out how the world ends? Yeah, I am, because I also think it's potentially going to impact some of my um, answers, isn't it? Ooh. Yeah, probably. So let me, paint, let me paint a scene for you now. Let me return the favour. You know all those people that complain about not being able to eat milk products commonly known as lactose intolerant people yeah are you one of them i'm vegan are you lactose intolerant i i don't i may have like developed a bit of it well because i haven't eaten is that gonna no i no i'm not lactose intolerant okay I'm good to not eat dairy but i'm absolutely 100 percent not lactose intolerant in any way, shape, or form. Are you close to people who are lactose intolerant by any chance? I don't think I am, actually. Oh, I think you're safe then. Because all lactose intolerant people are turning into zombies today. Oh, Sucks cool. To be them. And they are wiping all people who are tolerant to lactose out. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> So I'm glad that you, um, first of all, that you're not turning into a zombie because it means that we can continue with our interview. Um, Without risk but... of you morphing into the undead. <laughs> <laughs> but also glad that you um, don't have anyone in your vicinity right now that 
is going to potentially put you in danger. So you're going to have a little bit of time to enjoy yourself at least. No, I mean, um, what do the birds, are they lactose intolerant? And can you get bird zombies? Why don't you go to the fridge, get a bit of cheese <laughs> <laughs> and give it to the bird and see oh. what happens. Imagine Obi and Annie with little upstep birds on them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might not turn into a zombie, but my flatmate might kill me instead. So <laughs> yeah. Small things. <laughs> the, the bird did not turn into a zombie, but it has really bad diarrhea now. <laughs> cool. Um, we oh. have gathered so many of your loved ones, your fans, and they want to ask you some questions before we let you go and enjoy the rest, you know, the rest of your last day. Um, it's, it's very kind of you to allow us to interview you when you only have 24 hours. Um, <laughs> and so these people, they, they want to know a couple of things before we, before we let you go, basically. And the first thing that they want to ask you is... If money and reality was not an issue, where do you think would be the best place to be stuck during the apocalypse? So I've got two options. Hit us with them. And I think I know which one I'm going for, but the, the more exciting option, which I don't think I will choose, is the sort of Zombieland-esque, you know, like Bill Murray's house sort of situation. Go to Beverly Hills, find a giant huge mansion that belongs to a really rich person that's probably zombified and yeah. uh rich famous hollywood people are probably lactose they probably cut out dairy don't they and yeah lactose is for the poor apparently yeah exactly <laughs> so um i think you know hijack one of their houses there's space there's security there's you're gonna have food you're gonna have like you know there's gonna you're gonna have everything you need basically it's nice it's warm it's sunny mm -hmm. You could sort of maybe pop out for a day trip to the beach if it's not too infested. There'll definitely be an exercise bike or two. Around yeah, well. private gym. <laughs> maybe, yeah. You know. Maybe like a little indoor cinema. Like, so you've got your entertainment sorted. Right. So I'm like, oh. what, living the life of luxury free of mm -hmm. charge. Yeah. Are you going to stick with Bill Murray or do you want to choose a, a completely different celebrity? So, oh, I see. Um, I hadn't even thought about that. Like, so <laughs> just straight to Bill Murray. Well, well that's what they do in Zombieland. Is they go to yeah. Bill Murray. It's specifically Bill Murray's house, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. In my head, I'm like, well, it's obviously it's Bill Murray's house. It's the house I have to go to. Other to people have done one. the research. I hadn't I really contemplated. Yeah, I might. I might get a new celebrity friend out of this. So maybe actually, I should. Pick. I'd love to be his friend. Yeah, you reckon? You don't think he might be a bit of like a grouchy old man? No, I think he's like the happiest old man. I think he's just like living his fun little life. Yeah. Like chilling. I don't know if 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 friends come in, if, if I'm getting a friendship out of it, then I'd go like, you know, I'd pop along to Lin Mama Miranda's house and see if I could like <laughs> hunker down in his basement or something, <laughs> you know. Basement and write a musical about it. Yeah. Right. Just just like sit there listening to him, you know, oh. writing piano tunes about the end of the world and um whatever oh, else. Um, yeah, oh, so that, I'm coming with you for your last day. I love this. Is well, so that's the fun option. The less fun option, but I think is definitely like probably safer in the face of the zombie apocalypse is is pr prison, right? Because... <laughs> no, hear me out. <laughs> you can't be laughing at this before you've heard the reason. Turn. 
Yeah, this so is it's the fact you've gone from too- Bill Murray's house. You're like, oh, you know, prison. I was like, Bleh. well, the, it, the height of luxury. <laughs> the, very much the opposite, but it's designed to be a secure place where nothing can get in or out. Oh, I see where she's going with this. Right. Okay. So once you're in there, if you don't want anything getting in there, it's not getting in. You've got ammunition. You've, you've still got food and supply, medical supplies, and there'll be a prison gym and there'll be like a courtyard and stuff. All the amenities. Fresh air. <laughs> Free toiletries. <laughs> you know, but not, like you don't have to worry about zombie attacks. Like you absolutely don't have to worry. I mean, are we assuming that the prison is empty? Because if it's not, then you do have to worry about <laughs> prisoners. It- prisoners already in there also yeah. what type of zombies are we dealing with because some zombies could definitely scale those walls and then you're trapped inside with zombies well presumably maybe if you live in a sort of a pool of milk because if they're lactose intolerance maybe then they they can't oh. genius i love this i love what? this oh, I've got I it. it's a castle but the moat is milk <laughs> i hadn't even thought about the kind of weapons that you could make for lactose intolerant Zombies. Oh, it would just be a guess- slingshot with baby bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, catapulting little baby bells. Genius. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know if that would kill her. I don't like once you're a zombie, you're already dead, right? So would a would a would an allergy still have any impact? Someone has to try it. <laughs> I vote. We all rub ourselves in Philadelphia and just run <laughs> at the zombies. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> I don't like that one. No. Okay. Nacho cheese? Nacho cheese is, that... is fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. So which one are you going to go for then? Prison or Bill Murray's house? Or um, Lin-Manuel Miranda's house? Oh, oh, I am... Um... I just think it would be too depressing to live in a prison, wouldn't it? So I'm going to go live in my Miranda's house. He hasn't invited me there, but sorry. I mean, <laughs> I'm prisons weren't made you. for fun, were they? So. Prisons were not, arguably in the apocalypse, safety takes priority, but I've decided, nope, it's, it's fun all the way for me. Oh, I, lo- I love that we're going fun all the way. We've already sort of mentioned Bill Murray and Lin-Manuel, babes. So... Some other names for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, it's not us two. We're not going to make you, like, make us fight to the death and say who would win. <laughs> it would be me. Um, Probably. So we're going to go for... Oh, who? Right, James Acaster, Nish Kumar, Ashling B. Who would be... And here are your options. Best to share a meal with, best to get stuck in a shopping centre with, and then the best overall apocalypse buddy. Right. So I think the obvious choice immediately is you going for a meal with James Acaster, right? He's in his element. He's got a podcast all about restaurants. Here for it. Why, if you've given, if you're given the opportunity, mm-hmm. why would it not be take the guy with the food podcast to very true out, out for food? You know, you've got an entire premise for a conversation there. If, it's if everything is going terribly wrong. Yeah. It could right. be the final episode of the podcast as well. There you go. A special oh. apocalyptic off menu <laughs> where, yeah, I just think that. And also I can't, no offense to James Acaster. I don't know the guy, but 
I can't imagine he would be my first choice for that's who I want by my side in an apocalypse. <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> I, do, I think he'd be sort of a bit too awkward and floundery to sort of, you know, I need, I need a no nonsense kind of partner. I feel like you could confuse a zombie as much as they aren't sentient anymore. I still feel like if anyone's going to confuse a zombie, James Acaster is going to be one of them. <laughs> maybe, maybe he could he could baffle our way to safety <laughs> by just confusing them so much that they don't know um, they don't know what they're doing anymore. You put him on food, and then I've got Ashling for for the shopping center. Out of those three, who would you most take fashion advice from? You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Because in my head, shopping is. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Corduroys and uh, autumn coloured <laughs> clothing, definitely. You don't need to go to C and A. If you like knitwear and skinny jeans, then the A class yeah. guy. But no, I think Ashling Ashling's got the the fashion side down, and I think she'd be the most encouraging for like if it's an abandoned shop, she'd be like, yeah, you get this, you get that, help yourself. You know what I mean? She'd be a good uh, partner yeah. to raid all the stores with. Whereas I think the other two might have more of a conscience. Yeah, she would fully take you to like Debenhams first to get a suitcase to make sure you've got more yeah. things to carry your loot. Like she'd think ahead. Exactly, exactly that kind of energy, which mm-hmm. is what I need. I mean, I don't know why I need to raid so many shops when I've only got 24 hours. But <laughs> just in a case. Suitcase. Just in case. Why do you need a suitcase full of clothes? Just in case. Who just says in it's clothes. clothes? Maybe they're pepperoni sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. It could be helpful nutritional goods. Um, I mean, I said pepperoni. Yeah. Let's not say nutritional. Well, you know, it, you take what you can get in an in an apocalypse, can't you? Uh, and in all fairness, the expiry date on those is going to be about yeah. ten years' time. So they're going to last. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, am I am I right in thinking that your um, vegan lifestyle would go out the window on the last day, or would you still try and? I think I would, um, there are certain things I would cave. Like I would have chocolate. I would have proper chocolate and I would have, you know what I love? And I, probably they're not as, as good as I've like built them up to be in my not eating them. You know, when you go to any supermarket, they do those like four big cookies in a little bag from the bakery. Oh, yeah. Those man, it's those, it's those and it's chocolate bars. That's what I would, I don't think I'd want to be eating like full on chicken sandwiches. I would if I had to, you know what I mean? Yeah. If that's mm-hmm. all that's left and it's that or starve. Yeah, I'll have it. But otherwise, it's mainly the chocolate. Yeah, I'm here for it. I feel, you know I feel Ashling B it's would get me a choice. suitcase and I would fill it with Mars bars and Twixes. <laughs> <laughs> and not I'd even carry the best them, chocolate. I'd carry Literally them to the Mama Miranda's house. doesn't know, she's been vegan forever now. <laughs> Sorry, are you telling me what are you telling me is the best chocolate right now? I mean, yeah, anything dreams. but Mars and Twix. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the Twix. I mean, yeah, they're, they're fine. They're not the last in a no, hero's fair. box. No, it's Mars, Twix, uh, Double Decker. I really like. Yeah, okay, yes. that's that's fair. And then like uh, any sort of white chocolate. It's not even real chocolate. I mean, I'm a fan of white chocolate. Yeah, but... no, but the thing is, I've got real sweet tooth. So basically, the more something tastes like pure sugar. Right. Okay. The understanding, which is also why you're going for a Mars bar. Right. I understand right. Like, the logic. Like, no, you, know, you know what I would do? You know what I would do? It would be like a big <laughs> ice cream, marshmallows, caramel, 
white chocolate basically oh. like what a five-year-old would invent for dessert <laughs> <laughs> that's what i would that's what i would um drop my veganism for on the last day are you actually going to just lock yourself in like a pizza hut in the shopping center and just yes. in the ice cream factory <laughs> over and over again honestly when i was like 13 and uh i don't know how old i was actually but like you know young enough to not have a job and um, i was still at school and um i used to go out with my friends to the pizza hut and i would just get the ice cream machine and they'd actually order pizza like real people would and I would be like, no, sorry, just a dessert for me. And I'd have like three rounds of ice cream while they just made their way through the pizza. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah, so, so that's definitely the niche, I think. Tell us why he would be the buddy of the apocalypse. Well, I think I have a very sort of misguided um, sense that like Nish and I would just get on fantastically well. <laughs> <laughs> I have based this on almost nothing apart from we both come from Croydon and I feel like there's a real sort of like you know solidarity of like of course. you know all of that I actually taught at the school at his primary school like obviously not while he was there but um yeah I me and my mum used to work at this school my mum still teaches there actually and she saw a picture of him in on like big fat quiz of the year or something uh-huh. where it was like it down to you could see like the shoulders down to his shoulders and you could see that he had a school blazer on and all you could see was that it was like a blue blazer with a little bit of red and my mum was like that's our school that's our school's blazer and I was like mum no 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 you, you are, you're going mad you can't just just because he's from Croydon doesn't mean <laughs> that, that that he went to that anyway uh he messaged me he he slid into my dms on twitter Offering me, for you. offering me um tickets for a <laughs> for his show in exchange for some playing cards and I thought you know what while I've got him there I'll just ask him and he was like yeah I did go to that school no and we had a little chat about it so I feel like we've got little connections from you know way back when and um I just think he's like I love his stand-up I love I just think he's great, honestly. Like, yeah. I watched the MASH report and, like, Love. everything else. We've got a lot of the same opinions. I think I could handle... You t- it, would be, it would be someone you have to handle being around, mm-hmm. right, in a stressful situation. And I think so, I'd be around <clears throat> I love that. I met him. Finally, I met him during the Fringe. And I made him, I made him laugh so much. I asked him for a photo and my friend got a picture of us and he's still laughing in the photo. I'm I like, I'm that. so pleased that, thank you for capturing the one moment where like, oh, I wasn't even that funny. He was just, I don't know. He just seems like a good laugh, you know? I want to know what you said to him. <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't that funny. He just, um, he tried paying me money for this, for a deck of cards. And I said, no, 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 no. And then I asked for a photo and I went, went over to him for the photo and he went, are you sure I can't give you any money for these? And I was like, listen, I'll put your face on one of these cards and I made a shitload of money off of it. Like I don't need <laughs> you to give me 20 quid for a deck of cards. And uh, he, he laughed a, an awful lot at that. And then I went to a show and during his show, he makes a lot of um, jokes about how he's absolutely minted from like doing all this TV work. And so at the end of that, um, I'd said to him like, oh, listen if I knew you if you're on you as rich as you said you are I would have made you pay for them cards 
<laughs> and I got another laugh out of him and I was like, I think yeah. basically I'm a comedian now. I don't, I think yeah. that's Honestly, put it on your CV. Right, Like right. next deck of cards, it's just you. Just have you as the joker. Oh my God. <laughs> Could you imagine that at what, what the audacity to actually put myself on I'd love it. One of the most coveted right. spots on the, I've used coveted, that's very arrogant, but you know. Hey, say it, just own it. <laughs> Final card. Everyone's been waiting for it. Guess who it is? It's me. <laughs> the joke that you're all paying for my cards. Ha ha. Jokes. <laughs> I just. Oh, I love it. We like working in threes on this podcast. As in, we only have a few questions, but we like to get as much information into one question <laughs> as possible. I don't know if you've noticed already. Um, but our next question is: uh, What one hobby, book, and film that you've potentially been like putting off for quite a while would you finally get around to oh I mean I'll do the book first because I feel like it's the most boring answer I'd read The Stand by Stephen King I just I love Stephen King but I've never read The Stand because it's so long it's like I look at it and I just think I haven't, I haven't got time for that you know <laughs> yeah. no, I've got shorter books so I'll read those instead <laughs> And then I thought, yeah. you know what I will do? I'll get through it with by audiobook. Then you don't notice how big it is. But then yeah. I looked it up on audiobook and it's like, cool, 27 hours and 15 minutes. 27 hours. Well, no, I mean, I made that number up, but it was a lot. I can't remember. Oh, what it was okay. <laughs> I was going to say. How long? It's not a double speed. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, honestly, it was a, it was a, um, it was a very long looking book. And I just thought... If you can get a book that's an audio book that's six hours, why would you want one that's gonna? I could listen for an hour every day, and it would take me a month. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a lot. Forty-seven hours and forty-seven minutes. It's <gasps> a lot of time, isn't it? It's a lot of book. I thought I'd overestimated initially when I said twenty-seven or whatever. No, mate. That was basically half the book. Hey, that's two. That's a month and a half. Woohoo! Forty-seven okay. hours is not a month and a half. An hour a day. We were talking about earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say forty-seven hours a month and a half. <laughs> Time's really dragging. My hobby. I don't know if this counts as a hobby or an activity, but I would want to do like a tough mother. Oh, I'm going to say that's a hobby. Like people do those yeah. as like a right? thing, like a some sort of assault course thing. Um, just because I never have. That's that one thing where I was saying, I debated marathon. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You don't want to do that on your last day, though. Uh, I stood at the 10 mile mark um, for the London marathon this year, last year, um, and like waited to see some friends and was like, cheer. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm impressed they did it, but no. Uh, I know. I did a half marathon and I thought, Congratulations, you. Thank you. And it was awful. <laughs> See, um, imagine doubling it. And I no just, yeah. And I just thought, I don't need to. What is, who, how did we get as a nation this weird idea in our head that it's, that's a particularly great achievement that so many people want to do, right? Wait, because how many people run it every year? Thousands. Too many. Yeah. <laughs> But how many still people that wake little... up at six o'clock in the morning and go for a run? I don't know how you do that. That that did used to be me, but thank you. I have been that person I've for been... a period. Oh, I've, you yeah. are both the worst. <laughs> Maybe not six yeah. in the morning, but I'd be up and out at seven. 
Like I sometimes deliberate whether I should shower or just spend longer in bed. <laughs> and you're out there running at six o'clock in the morning. As I said, seven was my time. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know what came over me, but I'm not going to lie. I always thought I was team cardio, no, but I really enjoyed it when I did it. And then like I'd come back, have something to eat like get a shower and then I felt like I'd already accomplished something before I did work it does really give you that sense of like oh great only whatever time in the morning and I've already done a full workout and yeah and showered and had breakfast yeah Yeah, I loved it look at you whereas some people just sit inside and watch American Office all day (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh I like you you should stay (laughs) your lives all put together (laughs) But my knees falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think I just think that'd be a fun. Um, yeah. No, the marathon wouldn't be fun. I think a sort of a tough ladder type thing would be more fun. Okay. okay. If I could um, rope um, Nish and Lim Manuel and whoever else is around. They could. They could. Uh, you know, have a go as well. I love that. Fun. Okay. And then I'm assuming that the film is Paw Patrol the movie, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You read cool. my mind. Have you actually seen it? I haven't. I've only seen the TV. I've only seen the TV. The original series. <laughs> I'm actually like I'm a I'm a hardcore fan. Like I only had the original things. Like the new stuff is just oh, not for control. me. <laughs> no, we went to watch it last last year in the cinema. It was actually all right. It was it was good. When you, so, when you say it's we, that's not me and Adrian. That's Adrian and his family with the child. I have not. I'm just going to clarify. <laughs> I, I mean, clarify what you like, but I'm um, actually quite tempted to um, just declare that as my official answer now. What? You know, <laughs> everything else is quite intense, isn't it? Like, I'm, I'm like picking my final book and my, I'm escaping the zombies and I'm blah, blah, blah. Why not watch a bit of Paw Patrol? <laughs> you know, lighten the mood, have a laugh. Oh, dear. What were you have going you- to say? Have you ever had? No, any no. Do you know what? No, we're, we're sticking with that answer. We're sticking with that answer. <laughs> like, I don't know if you were being tongue in cheek, but we're going to stick oh. with that answer. No, I'm quite happy to stick with that answer. <laughs> okay, perfect. I Seriously guess, though, yeah, watch it than... and tell me what you think. It's actually all right. <laughs> all right my, my flatmate's going to come out and be. <laughs> my flatmate's going to go. All right, I'll cook, I'll cook some dinner and put us on Drag Race, and I go. Sorry, I've actually got um other plans. <laughs> <laughs> got oh, some plants with a got some plants with a, a hunky guy called Chase. <laughs> He's uh, also, he th- Zuma ever, is that one? Zuma's one, been, yeah. It took me so long to understand that their names are like what what they do. You know how like Chase is the blue one because he's like police people police cars Chase. The red guy's called Marshall because like fire marshal. Yeah. I didn't get that for ages. I genuinely didn't get it. And then it was What's only when I learned that the pink one was called, uh, Zuma's the, the one that on the boat, isn't it? Oh, on the speedboat. Is it like a Zuma as in Zoom? Yeah, I think, oh no, is he, is he that one? Yeah, yeah, he's the speedboat dude. Yeah, Yeah, and then Sky's the, literally the, the helicopter. One. Yeah, yeah. And it was only when I figured out what Sky's name was that I was like, Oh my god, they're all wait, what's the Ben Man one called? Um oh, come on, uh, there's one called Rubble. Rubble's the um the you know he's he's the one with the, the digger guy with the digger, yeah. Just had a quick Google. Rocky. 
Rocky. Um, yeah, Rocky. Paw Patrol is for children aged two to four. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what what's been removed there is also and adults aged, <laughs> uh, you know, twenty five plus. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Again, so uh, time and time and age are social constructs. <laughs> and we're not here to obey them, so we don't care. Absolutely. Oh, right, but it. but seriously, let me know what you think of Paw Patrol the movie. And I'm I'm like... quite intrigued as to what Stephen King's opinion would be on me choosing to read his book and then on my final day on earth <laughs> finish it off with Paw Patrol the movie. Mate, we're all about that, like just diversity. Right, <laughs> it's the spice Imagine. of life. It's the spice of life. Forty-seven yeah. hours, forty-seven hours non-stop, listening to uh, Stephen King. <laughs> and then Paw Patrol as the little chaser. Something like, guys, accidentally designed the dream day. Is that why? Yeah, I'm done? I love this. <laughs> Where would you do the tough mother? Like in uh, at the beginning or at the beginning, surely? And then you. Feel I, like I you... think it might be a mid mid book situation. I was about to say, you know, actually, you're twenty yeah. hours in and you're lagging a bit, and you think I need to sort of jazz it up. Make sure I don't fall asleep. Right. Jokes. We love you, Stephen King. Book down, out on the course, back in again for the next 20 hours. Or I don't, I haven't even decided if it's audio book or paper, but maybe I'll do both. You know that thing that people do where they have the audio book going and they read through the actual book as it plays? Who? Oh, Who are I've these never, people? No, I've never heard that. <laughs> but that's, a, that's definitely a thing. It's definitely where? sure it's a thing. It must, there must be people that do that. The thing is, I'm like, there are definitely people doing that, but I'm just like, no. I mean, we know people that um, watch movies with subtitles and <laughs> count, count it as a book. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't talk about those people. But seriously, I know I've already said it three times. <laughs> Let me know what you three. think about Paw Patrol the movie. <laughs> I'm, I don't know if you know this, but I'm currently in the market for uh, um, a co-host for a movie podcast. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you're this thinking if I've the... got the right views on Paw Patrol, that's basically <laughs> could be... the entry requirement. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's highbrow. This is. I don't know that I can express how sincere I'm being. I'm genuinely very intrigued. But I, I started off by saying I was intrigued about my final day on earth. I pinpointed it. The in, <laughs> the intrigue, the intrigue, the intriguement. That's not a word. What word do I want? Intrigue. Intrigue. The intrigue has been pinpointed specifically to the Paw Patrol movie. I love this. <laughs> Do you yeah. know who has a cameo in the Paw Patrol movie? No, is it better or worse than than David Hasselhoff having a cameo in the SpongeBob movie? Oh, definitely worse. <laughs> oh, okay. Does I'd... does the name Kim Kardashian West mean anything to anyone? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not in the Paw Patrol movie. She is. Are you I'm being deadly serious. You can Google that. But I feel like we've been talking about the, the Paw Patrol movie for way too long. And this isn't a sponsored podcast, so... Way too long? Mm, I don't know. I don't think it's enough, to be fair. <laughs> well, I can see Rochelle Googling it right now. And her face is like, what? Because she's just seen that she's definitely in it. Yeah, it's a factual statement. Kim Kardashian West is a dog what in is- Paw Patrol the movie. Is it like a, uh, I mean, this is going to sound really bad. Is it a sexy dog? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. It's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's been, it's, yeah. <laughs> if we say that you have one last chance to say one thing to a person of your choice, what are you saying and who are you saying it to? I've got my answer. Uh, basically, 
I think I would say, so this, this also ties in quite nicely, brings it back to the old story at the beginning. I would say Mark Watson, <laughs> who is um, a wonderful stand-up, but someone who I've got to know over the last year or so. Like I've known him, I've known him, we've known each other on like a first name basis since I was like 18 or something, like 12, 13 years maybe. No but way. I got to know him a bit more over lockdown we're both runners. Um, I was looking after kids and he's got his own kids. So we had a lot of like homeschooling stuff. We had a lot of stuff in common that we were talking about and I got to know him um, a bit better. And um, I just thought, number one, this would be a more interesting answer than going, oh, find my mum and tell her I love her or whatever, you know. Yeah, sack um, your mum. She knows, she knows. <laughs> wow. And I genuinely thought, do you know what? It's, it's so hard trying to pin down one final thing to say to someone. Mm-hmm when there are so many people you'd want to talk to and so my logic was come at it from an angle of like who could you tell something to who wouldn't necessarily know that already so like you know my friends and family know that I love them I don't need to go oh I'm everything's going to be done in a few hours and whatever like they know that right Mm -hmm. so I figured I would tell he's had a huge impact on like my mental health during lockdown, my career generally, like as much as we joke about the silly story at the beginning, like my involvement in those shows he did, these big, long 24, 26 hour shows were like what got me involved in this community and in this group of people that helped me launch my art stuff through my playing cards and everything. Um, He's been such a big supporter of me as well as me obviously being a big fan of him and I on like I have so many of my lifelong friends are people who I've met through him and through his comedy and I don't know like it's a bit extra isn't it I don't know where where I would be in my life if I didn't know the people that I know through him and if he hadn't done the stuff for me that he's done and I also think he's the kind of person that is modest enough and humble enough to not believe it and to not you know to not really accept that so I think that would be a nice way of using my last message to be like I'm trying to prove a point here this is the last thing I can say to anyone and I'm using it to tell you that you've had such a great impact on my life like personally professionally whatever um yeah I would I who knows what I'd be doing otherwise like I'd still be nannying or I'd still be like in some dead-end job somewhere like I don't know um but I'm in a great place and I genuinely like quite a lot of that is either directly or indirectly his influence and so I think that'd be a really nice I would feel really pleased if that was the last thing I got to say to someone so that's what I've settled on that's actually like I said actually as if I was like surprised um (laughs) (laughs) that's lovely especially when it like it covers so many different areas of your life as well yeah yeah I've got a proposition for you Oh, yeah. You give me his number, I give you 500 euros. <laughs> he probably wouldn't even be mad at that. You know, I'm so ready for my life to be changed by Mark Watson. I can't even explain <laughs> it to you. Honestly. Thank you so much for doing this, by the way. It's We've been a lot of fun. Way too much of your time. But before you go, we like to do some quick fire would you rathers. Oh, love this kind of thing. Um, well, before you say I love this kind of thing. <laughs> oh, okay. 
we usually do this either right before the show or when we're really tired late at night. So <laughs> some of these are, are a little bit um, nonsensical. Nevertheless, <clears throat> would you Let's rather... Let's say they're all on brand with everything that's happened up until this point. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather be lactose intolerant or never be able to eat dessert ever again? Lactose intolerant. That does then mean that you're going to become a zombie. Oh, still in this <laughs> scenario. Well, then I'd never eat dessert. That's fine. Okay. Would you rather have control of all the world's cheese or all the world's tacos? <laughs> all, the world's, all the world's cheese or all the world's tacos? Tacos. Tacos. <laughs> tacos. <laughs> I feel like tacos would be such great currency. Tacos is a fully made meal, you know? Facts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. For real deal. Um, oh, do you know what? This is actually really great because we did not, we wrote this before we spoke to you and it's just come together beautifully. <laughs> would you rather be stuck in Tesco <laughs> or stuck in a celebrity's mansion? Oh, I don't think that one needs answering, does it? Obviously, Tesco. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mansion. Come on, every time. Oh, Would goodness. you still go with um, Lynn Manuel? Slash Bill? Gotta be, gotta be. Although I will just point out, I do love a big Tesco. Yes, thank you. It's just something about it is very reassuring. Like a big supermarket. Oh, love it. Is Tesco your supermarket of choice? Tesco is my local supermarket. Good. But if you I could don't... go to any supermarket. Tesco. It has to be Tesco. All I of the same sizes. Be... I think it has to be Tesco just because <sighs> they've got the most. Tesco have got the biggest shops, number one. Yeah. And the biggest yeah. range of stuff, number two. Yeah. They've got clothes. They've got uh, technology. They've got food. They've got, like, what have they not got? Books. Well, Sainsbury's have a lot of this stuff. Do you know I don't what? know. But. Do you know what? The moment I clicked on follow on your Twitter profile, <laughs> I knew that that was a friendship that was one day going to blossom. <laughs> no one could have told me two years ago that, you know, that this was going to be such a beautiful thing. But it's I like agree. You with... You're a Tesco person. <laughs> <laughs> we have had this discussion on this podcast many, many times, and we still are unable to convince Rochelle that Tesco would be the best place to be stuck, or at least the best supermarket to be stuck in. in I'm just being apocalypse. practical. It's just, you know, everything, like, sometimes, if I'm in another city, if I'm, like, I don't know, if I'm just... It's just a reassuring place, isn't it? If you're someone you don't know and then you see a big Tesco, and you're like, well, that's, that is Home. a familiar <laughs> face, right? <laughs> mm. No, it's fine. I get it. I'm just... Do you know what's even more reassuring? when you go to a different country and you see a Tesco. This is true. That does give me joy. Wow. They've got Tesco's in other countries. Yeah. So they have Tesco in like the Czech Republic. Yep. They have Tesco in, where else did I see a Tesco? Dubai. They have Tesco in Dubai. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in the Czech Republic. In fact. Bratislava. In the United Arab Emirates, they don't just have Tesco. They have F and F shops. <laughs> Stop it! Stop I'm it! Serious. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Serious. All of the oil tycoons—they're like just got to F and F. Seriously, 
And like, it's like they're really big shops. They're like really up market. <laughs> they want the latest Colleen Rooney range or yeah. whatever. Honestly, she's, she's she making big SNL? money. No, Scott so. Wan did. No, that was Sainsbury's. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> who's, who's done it? Anyway, we got way sidetracked then. I mean, in all fairness, your monthly shop in a big Tesco does take half the month. Yeah. Um, or just half a Stephen King audiobook. Um, <laughs> would you rather be on Taskmaster or on eight out of ten cats does countdown? Oh, Taskmaster every time. Yeah. <laughs> Plan is I do this book, I get mega famous, I get to go on Taskmaster. Right. I'm I'm willing it. I'm putting good juju into the universe. So I want please, that to happen. Please, thank you. Yeah. Do you know what they're like? I feel like that's not even totally out of the question. Like I feel like that could actually potentially happen. <laughs> No, yeah, don't, which is don't. why I'm putting the juju into the universe. Come on, right, no, I'm, but I'm, like, I'm willing but it to happen. Mark Watson and uh, little Alex Horn are like best buds, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they are good friends. Yeah, yeah, but he he does Adrian also... just stalking friendships. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't milk this cash cow, I'm going to when you give me his number. So... <laughs> I, that's it's my dream to be on Taskmaster. Honestly, I would love oh, that. I love this. Yeah. And also, that's Such a whole a series. Point. So, j- just from a like logistical point of view, a whole series true. versus one episode, you know. Very good true. point. True. Mate, um, we've thought this through. <laughs> and if you win, it's the full two seasons because it's champion of champions. So, hey. and you get Greg's head. And you and love you win him. Greg's head. Yeah. There you go. Um, last question. I think we're both very sad that this is the last question because we've absolutely loved speaking with you. Um, would you rather start your own, your very own stand-up career or be lactose intolerant? <laughs> oh, no. Is this, still, is this still in end of the world Zombies. scenarios? Now, do you know what? No, that's like right now. Forget the, right podcast. Now. Forget the past two hours. <laughs> right now, I'd be lactose intolerant. Really? I'd, I know. I, I could, no, I couldn't. I love comedy, but I couldn't be on stage doing it. You've made, made Nish, laugh. Nish laugh. You've made us look at us in tune. You've well, made us laugh. Well, yeah, no, don't encourage me, please. I don't. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> the older exactly I get, the more I think I could, I could deal. If I had to do a five minute set, I could, like, I could get over it and just do it. Oh. But I just think, do you know what? The, we're, we're oversaturated with people who want to be comedians right and like if i had an undeniable i feel like that's a personal attack right there <laughs> that is no not at all <laughs> that, is, that is something that rochelle says to me on like a regular basis <laughs> we are oversaturated with comedians we don't need any more well well do, we, don't, care. we don't need any more who are like not convinced that it's even for them and maybe only have two good lines of stand-up. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow, shots have been fine. No, I'm, this is self-referential. Okay, oh, okay, please don't be starting. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> self-referential. Mm-hmm. I'll stick with my dairy-free um, Ben Jerry's. <laughs> and in return, I won't have to um, embarrass myself on stage. Oh, I, mean, I already have on the exercise bike, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact See, you the still thing. get to drop that in I still <laughs> I feel like you already have a foot in the door just because a wrestler was 
willing to pay 500 euros for your art whilst you're on an exercise bike. If that isn't Honestly, the universe speaking to you, saying this is this is your future, this is your path, <laughs> I don't know what, what else you need. Oh, man. Honestly, my face hurts from laughing. So before we go, let me just paint the scene for you. What song's playing in the background? Yeah, what song would you like to play in the background? Oh, I can pick any song. And this is this is like the last 30 seconds of your movie. Um, well, because I was listening to it the other day and I was like, this is a low-key, like, incredible song. And I think it's got good end-of-movie vibes. I'm going to say Tender by Blur. Ooh. Absolutely flawless. Ooh. <laughs> flawless. As we end another day, Tender by Blur is playing in the background. We, uh, we zoom in to a living room where in the center of the living room is a white baby piano. On top of this baby piano is an exercise bike. On top of an exercise bike, actually pedaling to power this piano. Um, at the head, of the, the head of the piano, is that a thing? Sat at the piano? Sat at the piano, at the head? The piano doesn't have a head. <laughs> sat at the head of the piano, we find Lin-Manuel Miranda just behind him with his hand on Lin-Manuel's shoulder is Bill Murray. <laughs> the three of them are singing show tunes. This is a happy moment. Um, Ashling FaceTimes Mark Watson just to <laughs> thank him for all the amazing experiences that he has enabled as Blur's song comes to an end. So does this one. Good night, everyone. That was quite moving, that last little moment, actually. You're welcome. That's what, that's what we do. <laughs> so, yeah, 500 euros, yeah? 500, 500 euros. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give him half of it and, um, and then pass his number straight on. If you'd like to get involved with the show, please get in touch on our socials at LastDayPod or email us on lastdaypod at gmail.com with any questions, ideas or suggestions. If you enjoy the show, please give us a 5-star rating on Spotify and leave us a tasty review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks babes.